You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today, it's not my goal or desire or ambition at all to speak into the psychological impact of betrayal or the relational impact of betrayal, although both of those things deeply matter. But today, I want to take us through a different door. I want to talk about transformative beauty of betrayal. Pastor Alan Scott was born in Glasgow, but moved to Coleraine in the late 1990s. There, he led the Causeway Coast Vineyard Church until June 2017. We were actively, joyously leading our church in Northern Ireland. And in the middle of that, at the height of that, in one of our conferences, one of our friends was speaking and he said, hey, we sense it's time for some of you to build another altar. And we knew in that moment, God had spoken. A report into his time on the North Coast has accused him of being manipulative and even of what has been described as spiritual abuse. Trusted HR have identified themes and repeated patterns of behavior, including examples of manipulation, inappropriate comments, narcissistic behavior, and certain occurrences of public shaming and spiritual abuse. He moved on to California, where he eventually began to preach in the original Vineyard Church in Anaheim. Isn't the Bible all about ethics? The Bible is nothing about ethics. It's about eschatology. But claiming to be performing God's will, he decided to take that church out of the vineyard movement shortly after his appointment, along with its $55 million mortgage-free building and the $7 million in its bank account. We did not know what we were moving to. We had no jobs. We had nothing to come to. We just had that one thing, just the voice of Jesus. He's now being sued by a group of former members of the Anaheim Church for $62 million. Various concerns and allegations have been made and raised in relation to the leadership of Causeway Coast Vineyard under Alan Scott. Liam Tunney has been following the story from its beginnings in Glasgow and Coleraine, then on to the Golden State. Liam, you're very welcome once again to The Bell Tell. Let's start at the absolute beginning of this. Who is Alan Scott? Um, Alan Scott, he was born in, actually born and raised in Glasgow, um, his, where his brother John was a pastor of the, the Vineyard Church there. Now, the Vineyard Church obviously becomes important later on in his story. But in, it was the late 90s then when he moved to, to Coleraine. Um, his wife is from Northern Ireland, his wife Catherine Scott. Um, she has built up a reputation as a worship leader or a kind of a Christian musician. And, and together then they founded Cosby Coast Vineyard. Um, obviously drawn on their background from the Vineyard Church in Glasgow. 
um, what they say is that they turned it from a, a church that had a handful of worshippers into what is known as a mega church with obviously hundreds, thousands at, at times more. Um, they follow, well, he follows what's called a, a scattered servants model of church planting, um, in which they believe that every believer can can fill the area with the power of God. It's not just focused on the the leadership of the church. This is their their model that they have brought with them. And uh, he's written books about that as well. So it's not just that he's a pastor. He has this whole kind of aura around that, that that he's built up over the years. Now, many people will have no idea. What is a vineyard church? Uh, vineyard is a movement. It was first started in actually in Anaheim, where, where the story will, will go later on. Um, that's the mother church of the movement. I suppose it's, I suppose it could be best described as almost a brand of Christianity or a... It's an evangelical church, can we say that? <laughs> yeah, it's very much an evangelical church. I mean, in terms of building the church, that that's their their focus and that comes from their model of, of Christianity where they, they spread that word and then all the people within the community then go out and do the same. So it's it's very much a, a kind of proactive model of evan, evangelicism. <laughs> I am... Or evangelism, that's the word. I am... Concerned sometimes when we do these stories because we're doing this story because there's 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 obviously there's a story here we need to look at, but also when we do stories about evangelical religion, there's there's some there's for some reason there's a huge interest, a huge market, a huge audience, and I always like to stress that we aren't in any way trying to take away from the religious experience and beliefs of the people who are involved in these churches and who, for whom these churches are very, very important. Because I sometimes am concerned that some of the interest in these stories comes from, I suppose, the memberships of very mainstream churches, which are very, very different from these kind of evangelical churches. And there may be some sort of uh, judgment going on there or looking down your nose or something. But the Vineyard Church it's full of thousands of people who, who, for whom the Vineyard Church is very important and they are really genuine believers, of course. Just on that, I mean, I've spoken to a couple of members who are, a couple of people who are members of the church, um, some of whom the church has helped immensely throughout that time. Um, for example, I spoke to a man last year, he had kind of, he had a previous life, he was a, a football hooligan and had got involved in a lot of crime that way. And he said that going to the church had helped him so transform his life in many ways and, and move away from that life into into what he saw as a more wholesome and more rewarding life. So, I mean, these churches, there are people who, who hold these genuine beliefs and for them, that church has really, really helped them. So why are we talking about Alan Scott? The reason we're talking about Alan Scott is because he, he and his wife Catherine are at the centre of a $62 million lawsuit in America which relates to the mother church of the Vineyard Movement. So to, to really understand this, we have to go back to, to 2017 when the, the Scots could, stood down from their ministry in Coleraine. Um, what they said at the time was that the Holy Spirit was leading them in a different direction and that different direction took them across the water to California. Now it was while they were in California, they didn't immediately go to a vineyard church in California, which is where Anaheim is. They spent some time in smaller churches around Orange County uh, and then were appointed lead pastors at Anaheim Vineyard in 2018. Now, as I've said, that's the mother church for the movement. It was founded by John and Carl Wimber in the 1970s. 
Carl Wimber will become important to the story um, very soon. In 2022, just last year, Scott then announced that, again, this was based on a, what he said was the Holy Spirit leading him or God leading him. He said that God had steered him in the direction of taking the church out of the vineyard movement. So in some ways that would be what we, we might call a rebranding. The, the church itself obviously is the original part of the vineyard movement. Scott had then announced his intention to take that out of the movement and said he was following God's will in that way. Now, if you, you think uh, this... How, how, I mean, how does he know what God's will is? Get a new position in the church, then to take that church out of the movement, which it was the fundamental part of and rebrand it, and to say that God, that's the will of God. I mean, I'm sorry, but how do you know that? I suppose in his role as a pastor, he, he feels that God speaks to him and through him. He mentioned at times that at times during his ministry, he talked about dreams that he had had and how God has spoken to him through those dreams. And that I suppose in his way, in his life, he had been taken from Glasgow to Coleraine and it was a, kind of the will of God that he felt was, was driving him in that direction. Then they were driven to California. And in the same way then, perhaps in that visionary sense or in the sense of that God is speaking to him, he this was his next move in his journey as he saw it. So to fulfill the will of God as he saw it, he took the Anaheim Church out of the vineyard movement and that has sparked an ongoing lawsuit. Can you tell us more about what's involved in that lawsuit and what really is behind it and what people are trying to achieve? Well, Carl Wimber, who we mentioned earlier, um, was the the wife of the, the founder of the, the whole vineyard movement. She is among nine former members of the church who in November 2022 um, launched a lawsuit. Um, the basis of their lawsuit is that this was always the plan of the Scots to come into the church, take control become the pastors, assume that huge amount of control and then remove the church from the movement. But the key thing with removing the church from the movement is that you take with that the church buildings themselves, which are worth $55 million, and also the church's assets, which is a further $7 million. So you get this total of $62 million, which is what this this consortium of people, who also include uh, John Weber's daughter, Stephanie, and four other board members who appointed the Scots in the first place, they are taking the $62 million lawsuit um, and their claim is that this was always the plan of the Scots to come in, assume control and then remove the church and its assets from the control of the vineyard movement into the rebranded church, which is called Dwelling Place Anaheim. And that is the basis of the the current lawsuit. There's also an element of it which are targeting the previous board for allowing that to happen um, as a, a kind of separate or a separate section of that particular lawsuit. Uh, we are dwelling place, Anaheim, a community passionately pursuing Jesus, longing that he would fill us, that he would be glorified in his own house, among his own people, that he could always do whatever is in his heart, uh, that he would show up in whatever way he chooses and mark us however he pleases, and that we would come and become a resting place by his Spirit. This case hangs on the motivation of the Scots and what their motivations were from the beginning. Having said that, if I managed to get myself appointed rector of St. Anne's Cathedral and I then announced that I was taking St. Anne's Cathedral out of the Church of Ireland, I suspect that would be quite controversial. So that's what the lawsuit is is, is all about. Where are we at with that lawsuit? 
it's currently at a stage there's a, a process called a demur- demurment whereby the that deals with the kind of the religious aspect of this where there's a bit of a grey area on how much control the legal system has over the activities of the church so that's where they currently are with that particular case in terms of their motivation I mean part of the lawsuit hangs on an email that that um, Alan Scott sent to the leader of the Vineyard Movement in 2017 where he, he talked about how he saw his next church as being outside of the Vineyard Movement and that they, they would no longer be a part of the movement. So that was sent in 2017. Then he then took charge of of what was Vineyard Anaheim in 2018 and then took it out of the movement in 2022. So their contention is that that email shows an intention to do so. We were actively, joyously leading our church in Northern Ireland, stunning work of the Holy Spirit in that place. And in the middle of that, at the height of that, in one of our conferences, one of our friends was speaking and he said, hey, we sense it's time for some of you to build another altar. And we knew in that moment, God had spoken. And of course, when God speaks, everything changes. Liam, in relation to this lawsuit, what is the Scots' position? Have they commented publicly? They belatedly have taken a public position on it through the church, but this is in relation to a report based on their time in Coleraine, and there is a link there to the Finnair movement as well. So first of all, we would need to discuss the, the details of that report. As this news came to light then, whenever the, the news of the lawsuit broke, people began to discuss Alan Scott and and his ministry and his history, really. And there have been some investigative work done by a journalist called Julie Royce, who looked at kind of the history of Alan Scott and where he was and where he came from. Um, The Vineyard Movement in the UK and Ireland were then made aware in December 2022 of some complaints about Pastor Scott and his leadership at uh, Cosby Coast Vineyard in Coleraine. Um, that then prompted the Vineyard Church in Coleraine to launch uh, an, an investigation to compile a report. Um, the person, people they entrusted that report to were a group called Trusted HR, who are a HR company, and they produced this report. Now, the report itself, the interviews in relation to the report were conducted in early 2022. By July 2022, Cosby Coast Vineyard had issued a statement um, on completion of those interviews where they apologised to all who had been hurt by the conduct shown allegedly by Pastor Scott in the course of this investigation. Various concerns and allegations have been made and raised in relation to the leadership of Causeway Coast Vineyard under Alan Scott. Trusted HR have identified themes and repeated patterns of behaviour, including examples of manipulation, inappropriate comments, narcissistic behaviour and certain occurrences of public shaming and spiritual abuse. The allegations primarily relate to Alan Scott and have been put to him, but he did not respond. In light of the initial findings, the National Directors and Trustees of Vineyard Churches UK and Ireland acknowledge that wrong and hurtful conduct has occurred at CCV and apologise to all who were hurt, harmed, mistreated or in any way negatively impacted by their time at Causeway Coast Vineyard. Um, the key findings of that report showed that there were instances of narcissism, that there was a numbers focused approach by the church, there was an element of public shaming, manipulation, there have been issues raised over safeguarding, um, and elements around what they have termed spiritual abuse. 
can we just clarify? That's that's a big term. Can we clarify where that claim comes from? That would be things like, for example, one of the claims in the report is that Pastor Scott could tell someone's sins just by looking at them. Was would have been an example of that where people would then feel on edge. They would feel, oh, if there's something I've done wrong, he's going to know about that just by looking at me. So those are the kind of claims that had an element of spiritual abuse in them. I mean, that was just one of... Alleged spiritual abuse, let's be clear. Yeah, alleged spiritual abuse. Um, It should also be clear that both Pastor Scott and the other named people in the report had been given an opportunity to respond to that report and any response was also included in the report. So those key findings of the report were broken down into separate cases. I mean, some of the claims made within that report, one of that is that Alan Scott at one stage stepped off the stage to applaud himself during a sermon as he felt that he wasn't getting enough feedback from the crowd. Throughout the report, there are numerous claims that people felt unable to challenge him about things that were going on in the church for fear of almost reprisal or, in in some cases, invoke his anger. At one point, an an evangelist was employed by the church to to go out and, and, and save people and encourage people to come into the church. Um, one of the claims made in the report is that that evangelist was set a target by Alan Scott for the amount of people to be saved per day. And there was a claim in the report that he felt he had to augment the numbers to, and I quote, avoid Alan's anger. So you had that element of manipulation claimed in the report. After Anaheim USA had a chance to read the report compiled on Causeway Coast Vineyard, they issued a statement welcoming that report, saying that they had tried to get Dwelling Place Anaheim to do a similar report on the background of of Pastor Scott and that the church had been uncooperative in that case. And one of the things that stands out for me is that Pastor Scott had and has made uh, a series of extraordinary claims about his own powers, I suppose, or I suppose the powers of God, which can be worked through himself, including curing cancer. This, this stemmed from a 2019 interview that he gave to an outlet called Charisma News, which is a, a Christian media outlet in America. The claims he made were that he had once saved an individual in the Starbucks in Korean, and he gave details of how this happened. That there was a gust of wind came and it spun the van around and, and he had been saved in that way. Probably more eye-catching claim is that he, he claimed he had set up a healing ministry in Korean which he described as something as simple as a banner that said healing ministry and, and a chair for someone to sit down. And he, he claimed that he had cured cancer as part of that. In fact, he, he spoke about how wonderful it was to watch this process occur. He said that sometimes it happened very quickly overnight and other times it took a lengthier period of time. A further claim was that the PSNI in Korean would have asked him to come out and be present at a parade. Obviously, parades cause a lot of tension, as we know. And his claim was that the PSNA had almost used him as a a, a calming influence or a, an intermediary to, to calm tensions at that particular time of year. Another claim related to the healing ministry is that at one point, a busload of footballers pulled up looking to have their injuries healed as well. So, And Liam, what's the Scots' response? What have they been saying? The Scots themselves haven't spoken publicly. They haven't put their name to any public statement in response to this. After the report had been published by Cosby Coast Vineyard, 
Vineyard USA, who are the, the overall movement, had called on Dwelling Place Anaheim to do their own report um, into Pastor Scott and any issues relating to him. The Scots didn't respond, but their church did respond um, a week later to that comment. Um, they issued a statement on their website that was signed by two board members where they criticised the HR report done by Causeway Coast Vineyard. They claimed it did not follow the biblical prescription for understanding, forgiveness and reconciliation. In that statement, the church told its members, because the, the statement was addressed to its members, that along with Catherine and Alan Scott, they decided not to publicly defend themselves. They said, we do, we do not believe anonymous reporting is a biblical model for problem solving or dealing with those that are hurt. Firstly, there is no way to respond to that anonymous communication. Secondly, Matthew 18 calls for discussing such important matters in person. This is the biblical prescription for understanding forgiveness and reconciliation that they said the report did not follow. They said it relied on speculation rather than investigation for its findings. And that, that's the only real response that we have from them on this, on this issue. Liam, I didn't expect now that this would get very theological, but uh, Matthew 18 has also been quoted by a group of former churchgoers, people who were formerly a member of what was then a vineyard church in Anaheim. There are a number of members of the previous iteration of what is now Dwelling Place Anaheim. They have set up a website where they have almost like a, a sharing forum for people they feel have you know, fallen victim to this kind, to the kind of behaviour mentioned in the report uh, published in the Coleraine Church. They they claim he's got away with this spiritual abuse ever since his first appointment as pastor. And I mean, they, they've mentioned people who come forward from previous uh, churches and congregations. Um, they have almost grouped together to find examples of this behaviour. And it does seem to focus on the, the so-called spiritual abuse I think the reason this has captured the public interest so much is that it's a chance to glimpse behind the curtain in some ways. I mean, many of these churches, a lot of people never get to see them, never get to see inside of them, never get to maybe even, you know, see the people involved. So this whole story has almost pulled back the curtain a little and allowed uh, the public to see inside and get some idea of, of what it's like to be part of those churches and what can happen sometimes if things go wrong as well and you have this what some might term as an audacious <laughs> audacious action of joining the church and then taking that out of the movement into another church which obviously the group of people who are now alleging that he has done that intentionally I mean that's another aspect of it which creates a lot of interest I'm sure you'll come back and tell us how this lawsuit works out, Liam. Thank you very much. Thank you. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar, with Olivia Peden. The sound design was by Graham Davidson. The clips you heard were from Dwelling Place Anaheim, the Causeway Coast Vineyard Church, and Catherine Scott. You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. 
For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland.